minutes 200 metres long. Yeah, that massive. Thing? Nah, yeah. yeah, cyclone. Cleared out. Well, you're inside for two to three days. Yeah. Inside what? Wink, wink. <laughs> you know, there's, a, there's usually a huge spike in birth nine months, roughly, after a cyclone. That well, wouldn't surprise me, but, you know, that's tradies. That's, that's the life we live. We're not inside, mate. We've got to deal with the elements, deal with the sun, rain, shine. Deal with the shine. I'll tell you who's not dealing with the shine at the moment. What? Them mighty dockers. Oh, mate. Uh, it's a night game, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, under the shine of... Was the it shine of the moon. Was yeah, SCG. It was, it was the SCG. We don't normally play well there. And we proved again we don't normally play well there. Well, spit it, spit it out for me. So, 17-9, 1-1-1. A normal football score versus seven ten fifty two, a salvaged terrible score, from a horrific score to a salvaged terrible score in the in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think, I think we had three goals to three quarter time. Mate, I went to I had a friend's birthday. They put the footy on, but the footy was on mute, and there was a lot of people talking and stuff like that. There was people on the couch. There was, there was, I was the only doctor supporter there. Everyone knows it, good friends of mine. And I was just like coughing and just like flat out. On, and it is, it's really weird watching the footy on mute. Cause like, yeah, you, it sucks a bit. It's easy to lose what's happening on mute. Yeah. And you're like, oh man. But far out, goalless quarters away from home oh, man. is a habit, is a habit I would love to kick. Goalless quarters is something we spoke about a lot last year in the inaugural Dork Talk season. Uh, and we have not yet kicked that habit, the goalless quarter season. Um, one thing, I watched it with Ducky, uh, Ren Dog and Shay, all of which are members of our do- uh, Dockers chat thread. And it was actually real weird to not have to text you guys the whole time because I could actually talk to people live during a game, for one. And two... Um, we had Eric McKenzie's birthday, the mate of ours, and um, so basically we watched the first half and we were like, in the first quarter, we are like, oh, we're actually like, we're in there. Uh, we haven't kicked a goal. Uh, no goals. And now the game's over basically at quarter time. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, all right, let's just go at half time. I think we watched the third quarter on our phones in the 
at the birthday and then the fourth quarter I just turned off. I was like, I don't care. Like, I Freo were going to salvage something and be like, oh, we won the fourth quarter. You can't off. travel. You cannot travel and have a scoreless quarter and win against a team like Sydney. And, there, and that goes for a lot of teams. Like, if you give any team in the AFL a goalless quarter, no matter how well they're playing and how good, like, you know, I don't think there's... You just you're letting teams into into the game like you're gifting them. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter if it's a Brisbane. Like you can't give someone a goalless quarter. We can and we do. Yeah, I know it, it's terrible. And like so, before we go into the bad, which I have a lot to talk about. So the good thing was that in the beginning of the game, had we not been absolute retards in front of goal, we would have been fine. Like, we would have been, like, four goals apiece. We should have kicked five goals in the first quarter, I reckon. Um, and then it would have been, you know, a game on. We would have been maybe up at least even a quarter time. And then, you know, Sydney have to work to beat us rather than us. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, early intensity is good. <laughs> Before I go into the bad stuff. Um, we won the tackles, 30, 63 to 34, which probably is more of a story of us not having the footy. But at least we did win tackles, so we Yeah, it's a stat tackle. we haven't been been keeping up. And Tucker like, had Tucker had nine or ten of them as well, which is a good yeah. sign. I think Crowden had a couple of them too. Um, he's in the bad. <laughs> uh, we won clearances because we always win clearances but don't win games. That thirty-two to twenty-four, and we had fifty inside fifties. So we literally get a point for every inside fifty. It seems because we scored fifty-two points and we had fifty inside. <laughs> Just need a hundred. Mate, I reckon we should just just take them behind every time. We'd be like, oh, let's get a point per inside fifty. We'll get our uh, fifty to sixty point tally for the week. <laughs> there were there were a lot of well, there were some. There are a couple. Really like um, the consistency of Neil, and also it was good to see. Although Walters didn't have, he almost it was an almost game oh, for Walters, mate. but man, it is so good to um, have him back. He's yeah, I. He, he, yeah, it was. He's, he's a gun. Like, for my mind, just in, in general, like, he should be rated so highly in the AFL, I think. I'm not just saying that from Docker's point of view. Like, any team oh, yeah, yeah. have him. I, completely I think he's just, um, yeah, he should have kicked five. Yeah, and I agree he should have kicked five. And the thing is, if we had a start of the season or last week, we both said, oh, we're probably going to go down easy this game. Hopefully not by too much. Walters gets a run, kicks two goals, three, but he'll be much better for that run. Yep. And now next week, this week, coming against the Roos, when we can actually win it because we're at home and we play like normal human beings when we're at home, um, he might kick, you know, four goals, one or five. And so I think it was really good to see him be able to produce the opportunities to kick four or five goals. And he missed yeah. two sitters as well. <laughs> oh, Two absolute sitters. So it's like, okay, so he's got, you know, he, most days of the week he kicks four goals in that game. So, um, yeah, I think he'll be much better this week as well. Um, Luke Ryan had 23 touches and 10 marks, so he was really good in the back line, which is positive. He's only played 20-odd games or so. Yeah, he's our man. 13 games or so, I think. Um, I reckon he needs to grow his hair a bit longer. Langton, 29 and a goal. Yep. The long Mate, hair. Let, he letting it down. The prototype of long hair. And and Cox, Mm-mm-mm. although I got a bit annoyed at Cox in the first quarter, because he always seems to be involved when we drop a mark inside 50 and then the other team yep. rebounds it. He had 10 marks and 17 touches. So he's good. Like he, he's, he's in his like 10th game or you know maybe less than. Or something. I think it's, it's under 15. 
Um, so, you know, give him another 20 or 30 games and, and he'll be uh, very formidable as a marking defender or forward or wherever he ends up going, but probably defender. Um, so there's some good things. Five had another 28 touches, had eight hitouts as well for his ruck time. Yeah, they're plodding along nicely. <laughs> so probably should get a spare ruckman in there soon. But anyway, um, so what about well, the dad? Big, big Sandy kicking two goals. Yeah, Sandy did kick two. But you Sandy know what? Kicked two straight, finally learned how to kick it. Yeah. Oh, I feel like he always knew how to kick it. He refuses to. He's just a very stubborn man. Kick it more, he's just, Sandy. I think he's too friendly. When people ask for it, they're like, here you go. Yeah, I reckon like, no, you he's can have a it. BFG, mate. He's definitely yeah. a BFG. I spoke to him at a wedding once. I costed him. And, um, and he handled it quite well. Like, he just let me talk shit to him. So it was quite good. Um, he was a very friendly dude. And then I remember when... So, so his younger brother, who... I know, he's very obvious to look at because he looks like Sandy, just a slightly younger version, and he's nine foot tall. Um, he used to sit a few seats in front of us at back at Subi Oval. So I'd always be, we'd be like, yeah, that's Sandy's brother. We knew him. Anyway, I, I rock up to this wedding where I don't know that many people with, with the girlfriend, and then this really tall dude walks down. I was like, oh, holy shit, that's Sandy's younger brother. Oh, that's pretty sweet <laughs> that he's at this wedding. And then, like, shit you not, five minutes later, I see Sandy roll in. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so so 10 years later, 10 years later, I uh, bail him up. Got a photo with him in the end. And I'm kneeling and he's sitting and he's like towering over me, sitting in a chair. Hold my beer. Yeah. Hold my 50th beer. I was going to go ask Sandy a quick <laughs> I was question. Like, I think I introduced him. I was like, Sandy, I'm sorry, mate. I just had to come have a chat to you because I saw you at the wedding. He's like, oh, mate, no drama at all. Just go over there shouting really specific mistakes. It's just like, round 23, 2008. Do you remember <laughs> that you remember time? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't remember too many of Sandy's mistakes because generally what's they're like the, yeah, not as obvious. What's the ad where they, the Toyota one, where they recreate moments? Just recreate the Stephen Hill moment with him? <laughs> yeah, those two idiot comedians. That'd Just be like, awesome. I was like, okay, Sandy, come outside for a sec. Bring, Be- bring Beck out to ball it in. <laughs> Just tap it to yourself. Sandy bangs it and I run along. I'll be Stephen Hill. <laughs> run it in. Oh, yeah, good. Uh, if only we, we could do it like that. Um, should we tear tear through the uh, tear through the bad, or do you want to get to the interesting? I want to go. <laughs> the interesting, the bad, the bad was Walters missing a couple, McCarthy missing a couple. We hit the post heaps of times in the first. This is all in the first quarter. I couldn't buy um, goal. We don't take our early chances, meaning we we suck. We let um, Lloyd. Is it Jake Lloyd? In Sydney, we, one of the Lloyds. Get forty-one touches, which is probably because he's a back backman, and our fifty inside fifties only resulted in seventeen scoring shots. <laughs> well, seventeen scores, probably another five to ten that didn't make the distance or miss completely. Uh, so he had twenty-five times where the ball didn't go somewhere where we could have a scoring shot. So no wonder he had forty-one touches. Um, Johnson had twelve touches and looked crap. Ballas had eleven touches. Uh, and look, crap, Crowden, I think he had five touches or something. He's running, like apparently he ran the furthest distance for Frio, so his work rate's there, but he just doesn't know where to go, and he's probably lost confidence, and he doesn't know what to do yeah. when he gets it. So, you know, good uh, good endeavour. and, and um, you, know, you can understand Crowden, though, when he 
when he has games like that when people like Bellas and Jono aren't, you know, he, they, the crowd will fall in line, and so it's hard to... But he has been down in the last couple of weeks. You can't crucify him for a loss like that against Sydney. No, look, I, I think Crowden's just but it's a not a confidence of, couple of down weeks, and yeah. and he'll he'll play in um, Peel next week, this weekend. Um, but I think the interesting is that where you want to move? No, just on Crowden. There's games oh. where you cover a lot of ground, but you don't get near the ball. And it doesn't necessarily mean your work rate was that good. It just means you're running around like a chook with the head cut off. So sometimes you can run less and be way more effective. And then you, your Ks might not be as high. But, you know, people are like, oh, you actually just held your position or ran to the right spot. You didn't just follow the footy around like a... Do you reckon he was just trying to look hell busy? <laughs> doesn't, want get, doesn't want to get sacked? Yeah. Mate, and I was he did out. not do well because he got the sack. Um, uh, but, you know, it's good that he did run 16Ks or whatever, but it's also it, he'll probably learn to run 12 and have three times the disposals in two years' time. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. He'll go down and get some confidence, hopefully. Hamlin getting his chin knocked off by Buddy. Hey. Was that interesting? That's, that's my interesting. Yeah. Well, I had that in the bad. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's more. I think it's more interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Because I wanted to... Have a quick little talk about where you thought it. I think I know where you. At the time, your brother was like he should go for ten weeks or whatever. Why he said I think he said like one or two, and I, I was like, oh, I dare say he won't get charged at all, because um, he had the ball in the hand that he elbowed with, and it looked like he was sort of like you know wriggling free. It wasn't like he was doing anything out of the ordinary and it was more bad luck that Hamlin came in to tackle as he was wriggling that arm like I don't think he was trying to elbow Hamlin in the face I'll give him the benefit of that okay hear me out on this point yeah I I kind of believe that what about a suspended sentence yeah so like a suspended so you say you say to Buddy we understand that but you need to like we see that you For the rest of the season, you've got one week hanging, and if you do something else, you get a week added. Not something else. I mean, if he does the same... So if if that's like a, a trait of his football, that's how he ah. attacks it. He, he raises it into someone. So that's a habit. You say, buddy, that's not a good habit. You can't... If that happens again, that's you're, you're definitely getting a week. Oh, you, you know, this, you know you what? Can... I think that that's a great idea, and that expands into other things like ducking and du- like you know all yeah. the things. It's like okay, that happened once, and we don't like it, and you probably don't like it. But if you do you it can't... again, then we get you, and yeah, you want them. That's what I was thinking. Because you, you say don't do that. Yeah, you can't. It's a. It's just such a split second. But then if you say to him like, no, we're not gonna like, you can't make a habit because if. If he turns around, and does that three to four times, it, it doesn't. He doesn't. You know, you need to eventually put a stop to players getting knocked out. That's the whole. Feel like the whole. That's a big umbrella thing with it. You can't have people getting concussed, and if and players are smart, so Buddy can change his ways, and I think that's a good way of, of, of slowly transitioning, that rather than give him. I don't think he deserved a week, but you have yeah. to make us like you don't want to not encourage it, but almost allow it. It could be a one-off. Probably one of your best, most reasoned thoughts. I, I think the suspended sentence for the specific act um, is not it's a bad too thing. too harsh. Yeah. No, I like well, it. Well, yeah, no, suspended, I like it. No, suspended's good. But yeah, I think, I think sentence, giving Buddy a yeah. week is, is too harsh. because it's it A suspended so suspension. <laughs> yeah. Mate, um, if they bring this in, 
like big fucking AO. On if the it comes into the next week or two, particularly after we were talking about the umpire exiting the contest and all that stuff, the umpires stop saying they're exiting the contest. Like, hang on a minute, I'm pretty sure we spoke about that. <laughs> we spoke about it with Dark actually. Oh mate, it's yeah, and just oh. and what about when we talked about throwing the ball up quicker and then BT on Friday night? Well, I like the game after with Dark and all that. Just throw that thing up quicker. It, yeah, so, so Duck said throw it up like um, like there's a fight. You know how they throw it up like there's Yoss. a fight and it's, it's yeah. as if there's a fire and the umpire's like running home. They throw it up and like run off. So do that every time. Mate. Make sure there's yeah. no... And that cures congestion. <laughs> if the ball's in the air, no one's slowly jogging in to take position like around the ball. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Imagine we get our like... You go on to SoundCloud and find out who your loyal lady listeners are. It's like Brian Taylor. <laughs> BT, Gil McLaughlin. <laughs> and then, just got like, whoa. And then, and just, then three BT people in Queensland and <laughs> 70 people in WA, five of which B- are you. <laughs> Big bustling BT underscore 69. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably his name, though. McGlucko, McGlucko, Punk, Mill McGlucken, Big Um, (laughs) McGlucks. All right, what's next? Let's do some MRP. I'll quickly get out of the way because it was pretty. um, It's quite damning. So after the game, after we couldn't kick a goal to save our lives, which we've already spoken about, Freo upload an Instagram post onto the Fremantle, the official Fremantle Dockers one, saying uh, it a video of Ballas having a shot before the game from about you know, 30 out, 25 out on the boundary though and just snapping a goal. Just saying like, mm. how good's this, boys? It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. That is the biggest mm. salt in the wound. Oh, <laughs> Don't you reckon? That was, yeah, the whole, the whole Dockers, it's funny, I always like clicking on the Instagram story after a loss because it does like all the scores and then they try and put a positive spin on it and you're like, no, that's like my mum like... It's all right. How about um, a better quarter? That quarter, we're only <laughs> we're only yeah, seventy points literally. down at three quarter time, and we're like, like goalless quarter, seven points though. Boys need to pick it up next quarter. <laughs> we're down zero three three to ten ten seventy. Yeah, literally. Like, That's quick maths for you right there. The social media get like get a bit more quirky, like bag them out a bit. I reckon they're funny. So that was pretty shit from Walters, even though we love you. Ah, uh, Ballas? Walters? Well, you see, Ballas can only kick him pretty game. Oh, yeah. But I think Ballas did kick a goal, so that's him in the week, in the team for another week. Um, <laughs> all right, what about, what about some AFL news? So Big AFL news. Did you, did, did, I hope everyone read the article that came out this afternoon. Um, so Brad Hill has come out on the radio in Perth and officially apologised for what his brother Stephen did in Scarborough. <laughs> he, he's really sorry that his brother has, has to drink too much and go out and, and uh, get, in, just, get injured. And, <laughs> and it goes to say, snitches. Snitches get stitches. Mm. You know, you can't dog, you're not going to dog your brother. And Brad's just been a bigger man about this. Of course he wasn't going to yeah. report that to the club. Like, who would report no. their brother? Yeah, mate. No, I think we we're having this. We we're having this talk before, and this whole, this whole thing really to me, like if you're a security guard, right? And Brad Hill comes up, 
if I was a security guard seeing Brad Hill coming, I'm like, oh, mate, you can definitely get in there. Like, what trouble is he going to cause you? Brad Hill's not going to punch anyone. If he does anything inside there, the last person that's going to get in trouble is you. Like, there's there's no, like, if he was just... Like, just RSA. Like, so, responsible service of alcohol aren't going to come mate, after the bouncer if, if the AFL player does something. Yeah, I agree. It's like the whole story comes out. It's like, cannot believe that bouncer let Brad Hill in blind. That's the bouncer's fault. Imagine if they... Oh, that's some good spin that Freo could put on this. <laughs> yeah. should have let him in drunk. The goddamn Scarborough Hotel, whatever it was, that one on Scarborough Beach Road. How dare they let our AFL players in drunk? They should be doing their jobs. Um, <laughs> we were saying... I think we were saying, like, so the bouncer that's a Freo supporter... Would never kick out Brad Hill. He'd be like, "Mate, you're, no. you're not going anywhere. You're staying right here with no. me, and uh, you're hanging out and probably getting a photo." So that yeah. bouncer, Scarborough is notoriously a West Coast um, area. Uh, a lot of the Eagles actually live around Scarborough City Beach area, and a hundred percent that bouncer was an Eagles supporter. And Brad Hill probably like on his second, you know, shandy or whatever he drinks, probably knocked it over accidentally and it, like, broke a little bit of glass or spilt some water or something. And they're like, nah, you're out. And he's like, oh, come on, man. And then they're like, nah, we're going to call the cops. (laughs) I should, yeah, but beyond me, but anyway, Brad should be, but he got what Brad wanted and he wanted out of the leadership group because leadership group, they've got a full ban on Sunday beers. And Brad... Brad about Sunday. Brad about Sunday beers. Well, Sandy only has beers at weddings with me. Um, <laughs> Is that why he's on the leadership group? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, Sandy won't be going out. Sandy, you can't. Sandy's gone. How many weddings you got you, this year, Sandy? You All right, you're in. Re- can't be recreating Docker's moments at weddings with yeah. random punters. <laughs> They're like, but if you do, you're allowed to, but just not on Sundays. Not um, on Sundays. So yeah, Brad got what he wanted. Um, beers on Sunday you can only hope that uh, just let just let Brad live he's yeah, won three premierships I agree um, so I, I think I wrote in our notes the demons regarding Melbourne so basically I just want to chat about it for a little bit so demons obviously have had a few good weeks um, having they won by 110 or 109 last week against Carlton who were pretty, pretty bad but I think I've said before I'm a, a good mate of mine over here is a demon supporter, big demon supporter, uh, like similar sort of ilk to us and Freo. And uh, he got me onto one of the demons pages. It's called Melbourne, the mighty demons or something like that. And yeah. um, so I basically I follow it. I follow it. <laughs> it. And this is a subplot as well. So I follow it and too many people on there, particularly when they weren't playing that well at the start of the season, um, were like, Melbourne suck, Goodwin's the worst, we need to be in these players, and it was all the players. And then uh, all these people were like, no, you can't say that. And so they started what's called the Melbourne Demons Uncensored page. <laughs> and for a while, it's just been all the same thing. It's like, I hate this person, this person's really good. <laughs> Except recently someone was like, they shouldn't do this because this guy's a cunt. <laughs> And we were like, oh, finally, there was something on there that, like, it would have been censored. Um, but basically, they are all, after beating Carlton by 100 points, they're all saying how it relates to their last premiership winning season, which was 64, I believe. Oh, 
And how's the Collingwood band? Like? And they reckon they're going to win the flag. Like, they're all like, we are literally on for the flag here. Like, we're going to beat these teams. Like, they've beaten, like, two or three lowly teams. And now all these demon supporters that have been so maligned for so long, I feel like it mirrors Frio very well. So, like, pretty much week in, week out, we lose lose away, win at home. When we lose away, everyone's calling for Ross Lyon's head and, you know, blah, blah, blah. When we win at home, it's like, oh, we're back. Like, yay. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I, I feel like it just highlights the fickle nature of AFL, 90% of AFL fans. Yeah. Well, I like the uncensored group. I'm into that. It's very... Mate, there has very, been... There has been two, very community-minded. So, so it's pretty, I'll read you. So I, I've started getting involved in these because they're pretty funny. Um, so in the uncensored group, someone posted... Oh, where are we? Someone, so that one where he said, this, this cunt should get out. And some late, some old lady called like Sharon or something. Some old lady called Sharon's like, language. And then everyone's been like, mate, this is the uncensored. <laughs> this, un- this is the uncensored post, mate. Like, you can't say that. Um, it is a good point, though. I like that. And he's got, I think it's very tasteful of him to do that in the uncensored in the uncensored page. I'll find it, mate. You'll love What's it. What's the point in having it? You know, it brings me to another... I've got... I probably don't want to bring up another idea because my other one was so good. But this is another... another. Face, you're on Facebook pages. You know how there's AFL Nuffies? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do know I that. want to have a... Um, you know how... AFL Ruffies? No, you know how towns have community notice boards? Yeah. I want to have Nuffies on community notice boards. Oh, is there real bad ones? Oh, See, I mate. like reading them. Mate, so like, someone tonight, I'll go on there, someone will be like, is anyone else's power out? And there'll be like, <laughs> yeah. there'll be like 60 comments. And people will be like, no, ours isn't out. Have you checked your switchboard? And they'll be like, what's your switchboard? And you're like, you need to call this person. And then they're like, well, these electrical companies are really good. And then like, <laughs> yeah, it just snowballs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. Hang on, I'll read you one that I, that I found the other day that you will love. So it was one on a notice board. And it, it's so it's two photos of two middle-aged dudes' faces who are quite fat and old, Corey and Craig. And it says, "Sometimes you just need two men. We are two men. We're burly. We'll do what you want." And then in a box, and it's got two like arms with biceps curled. It says, "Yes, our bodies are strong, but our friendship is stronger. We have been friends <laughs> friends for over fourteen years." Of course, there have been ups and downs, but we'll always come to terms with our differences because friendship like this comes once in a lifetime. By hiring us, you will receive not only the strength of our bodies, but the strength of our emotional bond as well. Hire us. (laughs) And that's the sort of thing that I could get around. All right, so the Melbourne Demons post, I found it. So someone, a guy called Lee Dowsett on Melbourne Demons Uncensored from Drew and Victoria. Shout out if you're listening. (laughs) <laughs> I want another five to six goals. Fuck these cunts, referring to Carlton. And Jenny Vesti goes, not nice, <laughs> in capitals. And then someone goes, it's uncensored here, Jenny. Go D's. And they're like, Jenny, tut tut, please only follow the official page if your language offends you. And so then I popped up and was like, I hope you, <laughs> I hope you cunts aren't trying to censor Jenny. <laughs> Needless to say, I only got one like and it was from my friend. 
Mate, we need an uncensored Dockers page. That's where we're getting I that. would love an uncensored Dockers page. Although I feel like it would be all the idiots that we don't like on the normal page coming across. Mm, we need a censored Dockers page. Censored by us. We censor who we want on there. It's censored admission. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you want to go to punting? You had a good week. Yeah, finally. Well, two in a row, isn't it? Uh, well, it's the first one I could... Well, finally Essendon do what Essendon... Oh, Essendon, yeah. yeah. Oh, you picked mate. the Essendon uh, upset, basically. It's the upset that's been waiting to happen. They, like, on paper, I, like, Essendon for me at the start of the season, I was like... I was all I was all in for it. But finally they put it together. Geelong aren't that good, I don't reckon. Well, Yeah, Geelong, just, Geelong are a very disappointing opinion. team. But, um, yeah, I think it was... Bound to happen. Would have been a, sh- well. a shocking, shocking team to be tipping for. Like you'd hate to tip Essendon. To be like, you'd hate to tip them, and you'd hate to barrack for them more so than us. I've got a best mate Essendon supporter. It's terrible. Yeah, I remember you saying your mate who's an Essendon supporter, even though he's from WA and never lived in Melbourne. Yeah, loves them. Um, so I went on Freo, which was close, but no cigar. No, we were just one first quarter performance away from winning that game probably um who are you going to pick this week it's hawks and eagles at the mcg no it's at etihad uh, sorry Oof. marvel stadium did you hear that yeah yeah how good buying it. mate i'm heading over to the dockers game not this week next weekend in melbourne um versus collingwood on sunday at marvel stadium no it's not till the end of the year though what do you mean? Yeah, no, it it's not, it's it not till after the season, but I'm calling it Marvel. I was saying to a mate, mate was like, this stinks. And I was like, mate, it's still uh, Telstra Dome to me anyway. And then he was like, what about Colonial Stadium? Do you remember Colonial Stadium? They called it that for a year or two. It, like, the Marvel one's pretty weird, but like when you... Like, Who cares what a stadium's called? Oh, exactly. I feel like people get... It's the biggest um, letters to the editor slash facebook forum thing to to complain about like it's so irrelevant it's basically just some company paying millions of dollars for a name and everyone knows it as fucking dockland slash subi oval slash you know what like perth stadium you know no no one really cares too much what the name is if you were buying a car and they were like if we put a badge a meter by a meter on your car we'll give it for a thousand dollars less you'd be like yep done done how about Marvel probably doesn't need to own a stadium for people to know who they are? No, it's just, it, to me, it's just weird. Well, not weird. Do you reckon they it's just like, have this, they have like a advertising me, budget it, it that they me, have to spend? They're like, you have to spend X million dollars budget on advertising. They're like, fuck, and they get to like this stage of the year, it's like end of the financial year. They're like, oh, we'll just buy that stadium. <laughs> Oh, the marketing department of yeah. Marvel is just like... They're like, Disney's fuck it, like, I don't know. In Australia, got... there's a stadium. We can just own that. I'm telling you, PowerPoint presentations, just like, <laughs> I don't know, someone taking a big mark, and they're like, big mark, comic books, Batman. movies. <laughs> yeah, Batman. Um, yeah, so you're going to go Hawks? Because yeah. they're, L- they're Eddie... mate. They've never lost a game at Marvel Stadium. Yeah, and they've never won either, though. So it's going to be an inaugural <laughs> event. I am going to get a little bit freaky this week after last week. And I think lightning won't strike twice. But to save a little bit of face, Brisbane at $3.73 versus Sydney coming off a very soft win. Mm. In Brisbane, 
I don't know what day it is. I think it must be Saturday night. So I'm going to get around the Lions to win two in a row. Let's see what happens. Let's. All right, mate. I've got a quiz for you. Oh, you tired, on. mate. You were up at Sparrows, were you? Mate, the quiz. Oh, here we go. So it's on, on. So it's on Fremantle's coaches. So it's it's a, there's not too many. There's six or seven questions. A few of them you'll be able to get. A few of them are just more like stats based, so like you can guess. And um, but okay, how many coaches have the Fremantle Football Club had overall in their history since '95? Eight. Six. Six? Six, yeah. Take that. Alrighty. How many of those six didn't make it through a full season in their final season, as in got sacked or retired or um, resigned? Two? Two, correct. Do you know who they are? Uh, um, Our two the, worst coaches. The Essendon, the Essendon guy. No, he got sacked after the season. Oh, did he? Uh, Connolly? Connolly, correct. Connolly technically resigned, <laughs> apparently. And Harvey um, took over. And then, oh, I think I've got his face, but I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to be able to get He's it. actually a politician, I believe, in Victoria at the moment, this guy. John Howard. No. He, he coached the Dockers. <laughs> <laughs> he coached the Dockers first. And John Howard isn't a politician in Victoria. <laughs> Kevin Beasley. <laughs> it's Kim Beasley, not Kevin Beasley. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm talking about the coach. <laughs> um, so it's Damien Drum. He's actually ah, a politician yes, over there. Was. Yeah, that you would have got him eventually. You would have known his face. I've right. got the highlight of him furious in the coach's box. Oh, mate. So apparently, Sydney. He was a, he was an assistant coach at Sydney. Apparently, they were like, "This guy sucks." To get rid of him, instead of firing him, let's just talk him up heaps and then he'll get taken by some Brumby club. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> they took this guy up enough that we took him, had him for 99, 2000, 2001, or part of 2001, and we got rid of him in two and a half years. Um, all right, so he, yeah, so he was one of our coaches. So Jared Neeshan was our first coach. He coached from 95, 96, 97, 98. Uh, he coached 88 games, which is four seasons by 22, as in no finals. Um, and how many games of that do you reckon he won? Four what percentage or games? Percentage or games of 88? First 88 of 23. No, slightly better than that. 36%. So he won 32 games. Apparently we won nine games in our first season. Um, we weren't, actually weren't that bad. 23 is not too bad. So, three, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you're nine off. Nine off. Um, Damien Drum, for his two and a half seasons, coached 53 games. What percentage or number of games won out of 53? I'm going to go, with, oh, yeah, 28%. Close, 24%. So, he won 13 games, which is pretty heavy. I don't know what our list was like. I couldn't bother looking up our list because I had a red or two. But, um... Do you want to know a funny little... I would love... Oh, you'll like the story about Neesham. Love one. Jared Neesham, uh, who works at Quantaf, my dad's best friend, Brad Poles, worked with him, started Quantaf, or worked at Quantaf with him. Kevin Rudd ran, rang Neesham to tell him about Grant and they were going to give the Football Academy. Mm-hmm. 
and Nisham thought it was a prank call from Palsy. <laughs> yeah, from your dad's mate. Yeah. yeah, and he told him to piss off. And so they never got the ground? No, so he's like, piss off, Palsy, what do you want? And he's, and then he's, and then I think Kevin, he's hung up, like got confused whether he's got the right number or whatever, and then called back later. Um, Nisham's wife was down the other weekend and we brought it up at dinner, asked her, said, is this true? Like, is this what happened? Because Dad's told us the story. Like, is this what happened? And she's like, yeah, that's what happened. He told Kevin Rudd, like, thought it was Palsy taking the, the mickey out of him. That is a good story. Um, Kevin Rudd to not figure that out. Take <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Rudd ring. Piss off, mate. Get out. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. I like that. Um, mate, you know, what, you know what I think this podcast is built on? Is side stories. So often I get sidetracked during my own that's story. A good, that's a good by one. a second like, story. No, no, no. I think it's built on that. I think side stories are the key. I think you should talk about stuff, but mainly tell side stories. Um, all right. So that was Nisham uh, and Drum. So twenty four percent. Ben Allen, who is now going to be part of oof. the uh, ex Ross Glendening medal. Now the Ben Allen Glendening yeah, medal. Big, uh, Big bad Benny he took over from Damien Drum and coached 13 games in 2001. How many did he win and who were they against? I remember these vividly. This is probably oh, probably when I started really going for Freo. Was the early I'm, I'm going to say four and I'm going to say one was against West Coast. Uh, so no, it was two. Neither were against West Coast. So we beat Hawthorne in round 17. That's when Justin Longmuir became, became a genuine goal threat. Like, he kicked, like, four or five goals or something. And then we beat the Crows at Subi in round 22, and I was at the game. It was loose. For a team that had only won their second game and won the wooden spoon, the supporters were up and about. <laughs> oh, as it would be. So it was pretty loose. Uh, our next coach... Because Alan was like, I'm, I'm not coaching this team next year. One, probably because we were bastard case. And two, because he was like, I, I barely assistant coached. Which was a great move from him, I think. Um, very mature. So Chris Conley took over and coached for six years, 2002 to 2007. 129 games. What was his percentage win? He won, yeah, 62%. 52. Not bad. He was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think he benefited a lot from that was when we started winning heaps of derbies and we were pretty good in 2006 as well. I think we won Real like good 15 at home. or 16 games. Yeah, very good at home. Um, we won nine in a row in 2006. And until I 20, remember that. Until 2015, we hadn't beaten that and we, we equaled it. So, um, so yeah, uh, Connolly. And then Connolly resigned in uh, 2007 uh, and... Old mate Mark Harvey took over, so he coached thirty. Oh, sorry, ninety-seven games. Uh, how many did he win? He'd be on fifty percent. Forty percent. So Mark Harvey was nowhere near as good as I think people remember him being. No. So on, and this is part of the thing about starting. A and he played Pavin. He played Pavin the guts, and I just can't. I can't forgive him. Oh, that was sick. <laughs> no. Chuck him in. Um, so. Part of the Dockers Uncensored, why we don't need it, is because on the Dockers page at the moment, heaps of people are like, Lyon just benefited from his you know, 2012 to 2015 success, those four years, 
from Harvey's good work. And it's like, well, Harvey won 40% of his games. He brought in all of those old Essendon players like, you know, um, Johnson and Solomon and uh, <laughs> brought McPhee in who did really well. But he brought in like four or five old Essendon players. Um, he didn't play that many. Like, I don't know how many kids from his era are like killing it now. I don't know how people can honestly think. I think people just hate Lyon so much that they need someone else to be responsible for when he was good. And that would be why I would never start an uncensored page unless I got to censor who could join. Um, <laughs> um, so he won 40% and now Lyon, who took over in 2012, snaked Harvey, which was a very weird thing. I remember when it happened and I was like, oh, wow. And then I was like, oh, hang on. Lyon's cut pretty grass. good Saints. Yeah, cut it like Alex Whiteman style, cut his grass. He's He coached his 150th game on the weekend when we got pumped by Sydney. Um little milestone, raised the bat. He has won how many games or how many percent of his games? I would put him 70... No, he'd be over 50%. 83. 83%. No, 83 games. Oh, I, yo, literally 83 games. Did you, <laughs> did you actually guess that? <laughs> I was thinking he'd be... In, I was aiming, like, so 75 was... What, 75 is 50%. I yeah. thought he'd be a bit over 50, like in between 50 to 60. Yeah, so I wait. That so is unreal. To... I reckon yeah. you get a little credit or something like that. That was mental that you picked one in 150. Um, uh, yeah, so 55%. So basically what's happened is he was on like 70 plus percent until 2016 happened where we won four games. Um, <laughs> then obviously we only won eight last year. So he's lost what? 18 games and, and then 14 games. Yeah, they're letting his he's lost. He's bit. lost most of his games in the last two years. So that's nearly 30. Yeah. He's lost most of his games in the last two years. So um, so if he had left at the end of 2015, he would have had an unreal coaching record at Freo. But yeah. Who has Matthew Pavlich announced as his hands-down best coach he's played under? Lion. Yeah. And for anybody that's a Frio fan that says that Harvey's better than Lyon, for Pavlich to have played through all of Harvey and most of Lyon, I feel like that is the only evidence I need to know that Harvey's not as good as Lyon. And that Lyon's probably better than most. Maybe needs to tweak a few things. <laughs> Definitely not not uh, sitting as pretty as he could be. But whatever. All right. There you go, mate. That's my little Frio Dockers coaches quiz. Super coaches. Yeah, the super coaches. It's probably your turn, seeing as I've done the last about a million. Yeah, I know. I get babied through them as well. You want to run some... Uh, I'll come up with a tough one for you, and we'll get impressed with Dockers knowledge. We'll do like a real weird one. Do a weird um, one, yeah. Blow I'm, people away. I'm pretty good at knowing what numbers players are for most clubs. Like, if you could give me... Like, you could pick like 20 random players, I'd probably Ooh. roughly know what number they were. Um, well, well, maybe we'll have a look at that. I'll come up with something for next week to do with numbers and I'll get on to that. But this week, let's move into some predictions. We've got the big ruse game. It was a very good game last year for us. Yeah. Well, mate, that was uh, that was before seniors. Uh, 30th, 30th, wasn't it? And we Kirsten. Had, I lost lost my voice. Kirsten. How's Kirsten? So the team has been named. Extended bench. So 25 
people. They've dropped Crowden, definitely, and they've added Hill, Jar- Stephen Hill, that is, or Brad Hill. Who, who is that, well, by the way? Knows? Could be either. Maybe Brad Hill will use a fake name to play. Um, so Stephen Hill, Gyro, Kirsten, uh, and then Daniel Pierce and Shera are the, the insurance policy, surely. Yeah. Um, so Kirsten's been added just for his uh, kangaroos at home. Yep. <laughs> experience. Um, and Crowden's been dropped, which is good. I think for him and everybody. Um, but yeah, look, we I think we are a genuine flip of the coin slash maybe 55, 45 chance. Like the odds have us at $1.80 to $2 or something. I think that's pretty yeah. fair. Kangaroos have, like, a pretty good season for really their expectations. Like, they weren't given a lot at the start. No, they were, them and the Eagles have both blown everyone yeah. away. Big time. Um, I think, and, and then other teams that were supposed to be the best, like GWS and Sydney and stuff like that, haven't blown anyone away. Yeah. Um, so Not it's the right bit, time of season, but yeah. still credit. I mean, White and Big Benny Brown having good seasons. Yeah, definitely. So I think... Cunnington. So, oh, yeah, I, I have this, this this down as, you know, Fife and Neil slash Mundy, probably more Fife and Neil versus Zeebel and Cunnington is a crucial, like, mm. hard ball get battle. That is a contested, um, I don't know, absolute... Super show. Yeah, there's Colossus bat- battling there. The who's um, who of the contested footy show. Cunnington, for as weird as he is, is an absolute contested beast. He had 30-plus contested possessions last week, which yeah. is unreal. Imagine having 30 of the possessions that you get <laughs> with other people fighting you for it, and then you have more than that. Uh, it's unreal. That, that's a mental game. Like, Fife doesn't get that. Fife gets 20-plus, and everyone's like, oh, he's a gun. So I think Cunnington's very underrated. Um, Zeeble's obviously a hard man. Um, but, yeah, I think this would be a really good game. I think we match up relatively well against them as long as Hamlin plays. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. It's going to be it could be rainy in Perth as well. So if it rains, I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, yeah, it's two teams that are probably really, I think not evenly poised, but it's a big game for them because it's a team that I feel like is kind of at the moment around each other. You know, like it's a, it's 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 a us at home and them away a very even team. Yeah. Think it should be at the moment, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I'm probably going to tip Freo. Um, I think Freo by under two goals. Yeah, I and like either team under fifteen generally pays two dollars fifty or more, and it might be a pretty decent, good thirty point like you know, either way margin. Um, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, the old two forty. Hey, the old two forty. <laughs> the classic Freo slot. Um. But yeah, I reckon it should be pretty good. I'm looking forward to it, mate. Well, I might make it there. We're not 100% yet, but I, I am looking forward to us returning home. There's a lot more. I get a bit more positive when they're when they're playing at the at the Cray Pot. Yeah, as do I. I'm looking forward to getting back there for a few live games. I think. But you know, it is a long way. It's a five-hour flight. Oof. Well, that sums us up for another week. Yep, another another few side stories mixed with some Dockers <laughs> chat. Most mostly unrelated sports podcasts. Mostly side stories. With a bit of that's fine. with a Dockers Dockers talk. Dockers flavour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's been a pleasure. All right, thank you again, Matt, and thanks everyone. It's been a pleasure.
everybody, gentlemen and ladies, mainly ladies. <laughs> See ya. Good night.